Welcome to Your Money on Purpose, a podcast for professional and entrepreneurial women looking to gain clarity and control of their business and personal finances. I'm your host, Donette Palmore, and on this podcast, I am going to be talking to mompreneurs, financial coaches, business owners, CPAs, and everyone in between as we discover ways to give your money more purpose. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Your Money on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Donette Palmore, and today my guest and I are going to be talking about how our relationship with money affects our business and our success. Uh, before I introduce my guest, I want to say thank you guys so much for listening. Um, and if you could be just amazing people and give me a review and a rating on whatever podcast uh, app you're listening in on, I would be forever grateful. It'll help the ratings go up. It'll help the podcast reach more people, which will help change lives, which will help change the world. So with that said, let me introduce you to my uh, guest today, Hannah Beer. Hannah works with ambitious women all over the world to recreate their relationship with money in a life-affirming, positive, and loving way. As an energy healer, family constellation expert, and certified life coach, she has woven her diverse skill set into a proven and innovative capacity to allow her clients to transform their relationship with money from the inside out. Hannah spent seven years trying to answer this question. Is it possible to create wealth without compromising our health, wellness, and happiness? That's a great question. Can we actually create abundant lives while living a life of joy? Happily, the answer she got was yes. And this is the work she does now with her clients. Her clairvoyant abilities allow her to quickly discover the deepest money blocks in people's energy systems. Once these blocks are released through the preparatory, pro, bleh, let me say that again. Once her blocks are released through her preparatory, <laughs> okay, how come I can't say that word? Proprietary methodology, abundance opens up in an entirely new, magical, and sometimes awe-inspiring way. Hannah's clients soar, rising to new levels of success seemingly overnight and become the radiant leaders their communities deserve while enjoying a new sense of overflow, lightness, ease, fulfillment, and joy in every aspect of their lives. Because abundance is. Hannah recently published her new book, Wealth From Within, which can be ordered at hannahbeer.com backslash book, and we'll have all that in the show notes for you for everybody. When she's not performing her variety of magic, Hannah enjoys the balance of motherhood, living throughout Europe, and spending time with her young daughter. Baking also brings her joy, and so does eating. Hannah, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for coming and sharing your time and your wisdom with us today. I'm so excited to be here. It's 7 p.m. for me because I'm in I'm in Germany right now, and it's just I'm, I've been excited about this the entire day, so I'm really oh. happy to be here. That's awesome. We're so happy to have you. Before we dive into this topic, which everybody's probably dying to hear, would you uh, share some of your money story with us? Some Something that maybe you learned? I know we you said a little bit in your bio, but maybe dive into something before that. Like what made you start asking that question? Absolutely. So the fact that I am now a money coach and a money healer is one of the big jokes of my life that I, of all people, would be teaching on money. Um, I've always had a very complicated relationship with money. It actually really started with um, my grandparents. My Both of my grandparents, when they were just young teenagers, 
lived in Eastern Europe and World War II broke out. They were, my, my grandpa was 10 when they had to leave Eastern Europe um, and go to Germany because they were of German ancestry and they lost everything. He saw incredible destruction. They came to a country um, that they had never been to where they didn't really speak the language and that was an absolute shambles. And so that was how my grandpa's life and my grandma's life kind of started. And so um, that's kind of the family heritage that I was born with. I always had this feeling of it could always be taken away, that money is really scary. I never really planned for the future. It just always felt like I was terrified of making a mistake of not knowing what to do. And Yes, I was like reading the financial books and I was, I knew I needed to budget and live beneath my means and like have a good job. And like, I knew all of those things, but I had such a complicated relationship with money and such difficult emotions around money that like doing the practical steps was really difficult for me. And also I've experienced my own shared trauma um, growing up. Um, and so when I was in my early twenties, I saw all of my friends, like get jobs and, you know, do cool things with their lives. And it just really felt like I still needed a lot of downtime and a lot of space for myself. And so that's again, where many of my money worries came up where it felt like, you know, how can I earn a comfortable living and do really good work and be financially stable when I can't work a nine to five, when that is something that I just, I, I, sometimes I was so depressed I couldn't even get out of bed in the morning. And so it just felt like I was not, I, I couldn't do what my, what I saw my friends do. And so that kind of led me onto this path of how can I, you know, how can I do money in a way that works for me? And so I went on this gigantic path of exploration, of self-healing, of like testing and trying. And over time, this is what my work became. Wow. So do you say that because of your fear of money and this, this relationship with money you had prevented you from going out to make it? Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing that was always so frustrating for me was that it felt like in every other area of my life, I could figure things out. Like if I had relationship issues or health issues or just something like I could read a book, I could see a doctor, I could hire a coach, could talk to a friend and I could just implement like their advice and something would work and get better. But money always felt like this like really big riddle that I just couldn't figure out. And I felt so stupid. I felt like, you know, it can't be so hard because other people seem to know what to do. And like, what if I just hire an accountant or what if I just do this or that? But it, like the very obvious steps, you know, actually having like a healthy relationship with money, like the steps are so simple, but when we have a really complicated relationship with money, we can't even do that. You know, many of my clients come to me because my work usually comes before your work, Danette, right? Like I'm the person who, you know, we heal people's relationship with money and then they feel comfortable talking to the experts and they feel comfortable looking at their money and making a plan and figuring out the solutions. But for me, you know, I just, I was just completely like stuck in the mud and I felt so stupid. I felt like this can't be so hard. Why is this so hard for me? And that's why I'm so passionate about helping people who feel similarly heal their difficult relationship with money. So we can, you know, begin to set goals and implement them and actually structure finances so that they support our lives. I love that you're saying that because I feel like, you know, this is 
a bigger problem than we realize, but we feel so alone. And um, I love talking about this and, and bringing this out because I feel like um, it sounds like, you know, internationally all around the world, money is not a topic that's talked about. Money is, uh, it's like this taboo thing. We don't talk about it. We just, you know, and we're passing these generational, uh, we could say curses or, or beliefs and, and energies and stuff from one generation to another. And until someone says, you know what, this isn't right. What can I do? We're just going to keep, you know, those just come with us and, and then that's how we just feel about money. So I love this topic. And, and of course, that's why I'm a money coach and I have a podcast mm-hmm. to talk about it because I don't want women to feel like they're alone, like this, that they're stupid, that they're dumb, that they don't, they can't figure this out because they have these, um, these beliefs and these feelings and these fears and all these things, energies about money that is actually blocking them and holding them back. So this is amazing. Um, so, uh, what do you see with women and uh, their relationship? Do you work strictly with women or do you work with both sexes? Yeah, it's 99% women and then a random man here or there. But women okay. seem to be just like my that the sweet spot where I seem to be really able to help. The one thing that I see show up all the time is that we often think that we have money blocks. And yes, you know, I, I do help people work through their money blocks as well. But sometimes something is not a block. Sometimes something is related to the society that we grew up in. And most of us live in societies where it's all about earning more, making more, buying more stuff. It's like, you know, the luxury, like we're being taught to feel like we're not good enough so we can like consume, consume, consume. And that keeps us trapped in this endless rat race of like, I'm not there yet. This endless feeling of lack. Some of my clients are millionaires and multimillionaires and they have friends that have even more money. So it's still not enough. And so it's like we never arrive and we make abundance this faraway destination in hopes that that will make us feel safe and make us feel good enough and give us those deeper feelings that we're trying to bring into our lives. And so sometimes my clients will come to me and they'll say, I want to make more money. It's pretty much what everybody says. I want to make more money. And so the thing that I'm really interested in is what are those deeper feelings that you're trying to, those deeper needs that you're trying to meet through money? What is it that you really need to be happy and healthy? Like what are the perfect, you know, I call the money soul numbers for you. Like what's the perfect next income goal or the perfect next savings goal or the perfect next investment goal or profit goal or just what what is it for you because society will always tell us that what what we're doing isn't good enough and that we're not rich enough we're not optimizing our money enough but in the end i see money as this supposed to be the wind in our sails it's supposed to be like the fuel in our car it's supposed to help us live the lives that really truly fit us And so many of my clients then actually realize that the reason that they haven't met their money goals before is not that they're not that they're stupid or they're not in, you know, doing their abundance affirmations with like the passion that they need to. Or it's not that they're just bad at money or bad at business or anything like this. It just means that they've been trying to chase something that they've been taught to want that they don't actually really, truly want. And so when we figure out like, what is the life for you? For some of my clients, like if they earn 6,000 a month, like that is an abundance of money. Like that is an amazing income goal for them that feels really good and wonderful. And they can do a lot of good stuff with that money. For some of my clients, it's 40,000, 60,000, 15,000, everybody. And that supports the life that they want. 
So one of the, the big things that I'm passionate about just pointing out to people is this environment of not good enough in this like environment of moving into superlatives. I remember when I started my business, receiving six figures a year was like the amazing thing. And then it became multiple <laughs> six figures, seven figures. And I'm like, do we all have to be billionaires next in order to be good enough? Like the numbers keep changing. And so to find it that like a place of contentment and satisfaction and peace with money, I believe is very important. Uh, that just like, you know, hit the nail on the head. It's, it's everything. And I think we, we let people, like you said, our societies define what makes us happy, what success looks like, instead of stopping to say, no, this is what I want my life to be. This is what makes me happy. Um, and, and I, you know, when we, we look at these people who make all this money and we think, oh, they have to be so happy, you know, but we see them still driving and driving and driving. And so, you know, maybe they're not so happy. Um, you know, they say money doesn't bring happiness, but, you know, I always have a good time spending it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and money fuels our purpose, right? It, it, it's the tool that we need to accomplish the things that we want to accomplish, that's it. Most of us are being taught, though, to connect the money to our self-worth. And I think yeah. that's, again, like another unconscious driver, like in addition to that, that's why money is so complicated, because there's like this unspoken belief that when you earn more money, like you're better, you're more successful, it means that you're more driven. It means like all these like, things that we attribute to like more money. And so and then when, you know, and I believe that money is a natural resource. I believe that it flows just like anything else in nature. I believe that it's safe, right, and good to allow money to flow. And some months our profit margin is bigger, sometimes smaller, especially if we're in business for ourselves. Some years, you know, we earn more. Some years we spend more. It also really depends on the phase of life that we're in. I currently have a little toddler. Like my finances are different than when I was, you know, single and just had to account for myself. And so, so if if it if we're if we are living with this unconscious belief of I'll be a better person or I'll be more I'll be a success and do life right when I earn more money or increasingly more money, um, then when money kind of when you move into a different phase of your life where money might slow down a little bit and that's not a bad thing, then you might feel like I'm doing something wrong or you, like there's sense of shame kind of creeps in. And I believe that that's like another really important thing to just, it's what we all know, but like somehow, you know, the lies about it are still deep inside. You know, I always tell my clients like being a millionaire isn't better than, you know, being somebody who doesn't have a million or being in business isn't better than being an employee. Like just it's, re we need to find the right money making vehicle for you. We need to set up your, your finances to work for you. And so, and your, your money is not tied to your self-worth at all. Like you're worthy, you're whole, you're a child of God, regardless of how your money is going. Money is really just supposed to be exactly what you said, Donette, supposed to be a tool to help you live fully. But I remember when I was like in, in the soup, in my, in my work, we call it like in, in Money Bliss, we call it the soup. Sometimes the clients will, will show up to a call and say, I'm in the soup. And that means that they're very confused, you know, where they're learning something new and they're just like so confused. And I remember when I was in the deepest soup around money, um, 
discovering these truths really helped me because I started to see that I wasn't all the way the problem. Yes, there were some things I needed to fix and heal within myself and grow, um, but also that I had been taught so many money lies that we're all kind of internalizing as we grow up in, in this world. And that a big part of it is also kind of awakening to them and releasing them and finding our, our own path. Yeah, that's definitely what we have to do. <laughs> we got to change the next generation. And I, and I think, um, you know, becoming aware of it uh, with the work that you do is important, you know, helping people to become aware of that. So how do you see all of this affecting people's success? Yeah, so the, the things that I've discovered around money, when I, the things that work, I feel are all paradoxes. And sometimes it can be mind boggling. And so one of the things that I've discovered is that when we work less, you know, for example, and then I work with both business owners and people who are employed. Um, but for business owners, for example, when my when my business owner clients like set a goal and like try and reach the money goal in their business, they hardly ever reach it. But when we set like a sales goal or a connecting with this many people goal or, you know, doing that many sales calls goals, calls goal, then they always reach their money goal. So in a way, focusing less on money actually often brings in more money. And that is like the mind boggling thing sometimes, because I know that so many other, you know, money teachers and money coaches teach, you need to like have your money number and like always focus on, always visualize it. But I know that for my clients that always like, it almost jinxes the process a little bit. So one of the big um, paradoxes that I've discovered is that when we kind of set up our finances to work very smoothly, like a really well-running machine, and then we don't actually think about money much, but we're like we really focus on enjoying the activities that bring more money into the funnel, then we always reach our goals. And it also paradoxically creates like the peace of mind, you know, where, we, where we're not constantly thinking about money and trying to like reach new money goals. I hope I'm explaining myself well. No, totally. Because, you know, they always say to ch chase the dream or the purpose, not the money, right? The money will come. And, and when we get so money focused, we get like this tunnel vision and everything else is not uh, working together to bring that because we're just focused on that one thing instead of like the activity, right? The sales calls or or building the relationships. Um, we just get focused on the money and, and you know, you you can always tell when someone's desperate for money. Um, it comes out in their sales. It comes out in, in who they are. And, uh, you know, I get it. We all need money, you know, to live. I mean, that's a fact of life. We have families to feed, dreams to feed, all the things, right? But when we're like wearing that on our sleeve, it's a repellent. And it's even a repellent to money, right? It is, yes. And so sometimes, you know, because your question was, how does our relationship with money impact and our money blocks impact our ability to achieve success? It's almost, it's exactly what you said. When we when we focus on enjoying the journey, 
and enjoying. It's almost like gardening. Like that's what making money and creating things in my life feels like. It's like I need to prepare the soil and then put in the seeds and just tend to the seeds. But if I sit in my garden, I'm constantly like digging up the seeds and thinking, is anything sprouting yet? Is it time yet? Like, no, an oak tree takes longer to grow, like an acorn takes longer to turn into an oak tree than say like a tulip bulb. And like tulips only come in the spring. And so just like leave the seeds alone put the seeds in the soil and just give them what they need. And then like leave it alone and trust that the seeds know how to come to fruition. And I think that's one of the things that I've also learned is the importance of sourcing my safety from within versus trying to use money to source my safety. And that's Mm -hmm. another paradox when I'm able to feel safe and content and secure and allow money to flow. Remember, it's a natural resource. It's allowed to flow. It's allowed to be more or less. It's You're allowed to sometimes spend more, sometimes spend less. doesn't mean that you're a bad steward of money. It just means that it's life. It means that you're human. It means that you're just like the rest of us and you're doing just, just fine. And so, um, so that's another paradox where when you feel secure on the inside, you don't need money to be your security anymore. But that's like the paradoxical situation where then money becomes a lot more dependable, a lot more consistent. You're, if you're a business owner, your profit margins will become consistently bigger. Your months will become bigger and you'll, you know, it's like you'll just be so busy planting seeds and tending to the garden that of course it will bloom every single year and all the time. Like, why wouldn't it? Um, and so this is, I believe the importance of like healing your relationship with money first, because it's, if we're trying to, if we come at money with all these unhealed wounds that we're not even aware of, we often just keep on digging through a garden and wonder why nothing really grows. Just like with any relationship, right? If we bring this baggage in from past relationships, you know, we're taking it out on this person who had nothing to do with it and we're repelling them. So, you know, the same thing with, with our money. And, and I love the, the garden analogy that you're using, you know, we will reap the harvest, but we have to let it grow. We have to give it that time. We have to tend to it. We have to do the activity. And I absolutely love that. And I love the work that you do because it's so needed. And I feel like we, for some weird reason, we just have this weird relationship with money for, you know, where did it all come from? We don't know, (laughs) but, um, what are some, some tips we can, we can use or, or maybe an exercise or something to, uh, maybe start to overcome. Yeah. A really great first step is I actually think I want to give a twofold answer. So the first, I just want to point the listeners back to, as you're As you're living your life, just kind of listen to the money messages in your environment and listen to the ones that feel heavy and that kind of make give you like that sinking feeling in your stomach or even like a punch in the gut or just something that makes you feel deflated and heavy, maybe even fearful. Even if your mind thinks that that message might be true, just kind of see what your body does in response to the money message. You know, the message could be if you're on Instagram and you see somebody say, quantum leap to six figures in 10 days and your whole body goes like, you know, just kind of slouches together and it does not feel good, then that is probably not the right approach to money for you. But if you like read, you know, an old timey self-help book that touches on money, there's like one sentence that kind of energizes you, then that is like a better approach to money. And so 
so this is kind of how you find the approach to money that works for you by listening to what makes your body either feel lighter or heavier. This is how you can kind of navigate the maze of money and, and separate the stuff that is bullshit and not applicable to you and won't work for you from the stuff that actually will. Because even with all the money blocks and the traumas and the heaviness, your body still has this amazing feeling of truth inside of you that will always steer you in the right direction. And so I would love to, you know, have you start with that. And then the other thing, the other practice I want to give you guys is to just really remember to source your safety from within. Like your safety needs to come from within. And I'm I'm a very spiritual person, so I like to connect to source. So I just imagine my attention going up, up into the universe, and I connect to a beautiful light that I call source. And you can just do it right now as you're listening. Just take your attention up, connect to a gorgeous light that's all the way up there in the universe. That is source. It's called, you can call it God, you can call it spirit, you can call it the divine. I call it source because I believe that this is where we source all of the deeper feelings and emotions and needs that all of us have as humans. You can source a sense of safety, you can download safety, you can download a sense of peace, a sense of joy, a sense of satisfaction, a sense of being loved, a sense of being good enough. And so really fill yourself in with all those deeper needs that you have so that you don't have to use money to try and get that. And it's exactly what Donette said. Like, imagine if you're trying to make your spouse your best friend and the cute puppy and they have to be your accountant and your hairdresser. It's too much. And so money really is just supposed to be money in your life and nothing else. <laughs> and so really use your connection to source to fill you, to fill yourself in. That's amazing. So if someone is saying, okay, that's me. Like I have something happening. I got I have maybe fears. I have this weird relationship with money. I need to connect with Hannah. How can they get a hold of you? Yeah. Um, the best way to get a hold of me is to go to my website. It's hannahbeer.com. Hannah without an H at the end, H A N N A B I E R.com. Um, on my website, you can find my book, Wealth from Within. You're welcome to read that. It's a really good introduction to the money bliss approach. You can read it and see how it resonates. See if that's something you'd like to explore further. And then if you do read about my work or you check out my Instagram, which is Hannah Money Bliss, and you do want to connect privately, I always offer free strategy calls. You can just book yourself in and we can talk about your situation, see if I can help. And if not, I'll direct you to a resource that might be able to help you. That's fantastic. We'll have all that stuff in the show notes as well. So you don't have to, to try to write it down or rewind it or, or do any of that stuff. Is rewind a word anymore? You just kind of push the thing back. Uh, well, thank you so much for your time today, Hannah. And uh, I appreciate it. The wisdom and just, wow, you just brought so much value. I, I appreciate that. And I, I appreciate the work you're doing. Um, so thank you everyone else for being here. I appreciate you as well. I am your host Donette Palmore and I am on a mission to empower you to give your money more purpose so you can live your purpose. If you got value out of this episode, I would be forever grateful if you would leave a review and then hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast so that you never miss an episode. Thank you again for being here. And until next time, Remember, money is just a tool that we get to use to live out our purpose.